Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Great People Show. I am your host, J.J. White, and in the snowy Great People studio with us here this morning is a rather rushed James Muncy. What's up, brother? Good morning. How are you? <laughs> so I we were doing a sound check, and I, I was totally joking, but I'm going to say it all over again because I loved it, that James barely made it here in the nick of time because there's there's not that much snow out there, but there's a lot of people out there that just absolutely should not be driving. Look, we are in Richmond, Virginia. Under there, any circumstances. There's an inch of snow on the ground. And, Carnage. And because James recently bought what I would consider to be a monster truck, he should be at least 10 miles still away from the studio. But due to his dedication to our show and our mission, he rolled over 14 vehicles, including a Chesterfield County uh, uh, trash truck, to be here this morning. So, James, thank you for your dedication, breaking the law, possibly putting other people in danger just to be here this morning. So. I'm admitting to nothing. <laughs> You're awesome, man. So thanks, everyone, uh, for being here on the show this morning. Uh, on The Great People Show, our program, what we do here is we coach for the greatest version of you. This morning, our proclamation is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Today, we're talking about how your comfort zone is too comfortable. Where do you need help taking down the upper limits you have on yourself we are your on-call coach. Call us, 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Because, hey, especially if you're anywhere on the East Coast right now, you're probably just sitting home not doing anything. So yeah. call us. Be a part of the show. How was your New Year's, man? New Year's was good. The year is off to a really odd start. I'm hoping it's not <laughs> an omen of things to come. Oh, We've got me, What's uh, oddness right now? Tell me about it. I tell you, I started the year off, and this is a bit of a downer, but I think it's worth uh, mentioning okay. to our listeners. I uh, started the year off, uh, first day back in the office on the 2nd, and had a client and good friend of mine uh, who passed away wow. unexpectedly and, and looks like he took his own life. Wow. And this Man. is somebody who, you know, by all outside appearances, is just a super put-together, friendly, well-liked, generous mm -hmm. person. And... I don't know what happened yet. I don't know that I'll ever know what happened. Sure. But it's just a reminder that that we all have things going on. And, that, and so that, what impact has this had on you? It makes me it, – it, I see a lot of death and stuff working yeah. in the fire service, yeah. but it's usually not people who I know. Mm. And uh, it always just makes me reflect and, and think about, you know, no matter how tough a time you're going through. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully we all have a network that we can go to to support us and uh, – I just I was I was so upset at at what happened to uh, to this gentleman who was yeah. was really a fine guy uh, ran a great business and uh, and I'm just absolutely shocked. Mm. It actually makes me think of a meeting that I had yesterday. Uh, one of our one of our previous callers, actually from two weeks ago, Brandon and I were were having a meeting yesterday, and I'm gonna we're gonna have him back on the show to share this story because it was a very profound story. I'm just gonna dovetail it to what you were just talking about, James. Uh, the the last moments of his of his mom's life. Uh, she was in hospice care about a year ago and how she wasn't ready to go until she had permission from everyone around her that she could go. She mm -hmm. was very much of a worrier. I don't mm -hmm. want to take too much of the story because he, he can tell it much better than I can. But the, the crux of his story was when you get down to the last inches of your life, are you going to have regrets 
Or are you going to be sitting there thinking, I did everything that I could the best way that I could, and I was the best that I could be for the people around me? Because yeah. we, we talk a lot about greatness on the show, and that can become very self-centered. Uh, I, I read books all the time. My goal for 2018 is to read at least 52 of these uh, 52 books. Mm-hmm. And so many of these books, so many of the most popular books is about us. Very few of what is popular out there again today is how we treat other people. And I, I've got some ideas about this because I think I think this is where this, our show is is going, if it isn't already there, of how do we be better? How do we treat other people better? How do we better be better for other people? And how that connects with our topic today, which is comfort zone, is we want to be so comfortable. We are living in an unprecedented age of comfort. This obsession with comfort is is very understandable. Comfort is really, really darn comfortable. As a species, we have finally reached this long sought after point in our development when a reasonable degree of comfort is available to most people in developed societies. It's tempting to sit back and indulge in this comfort, but we're missing a big opportunity when we do this. Discomfort, unpleasantness, stress, strain, and effort intentionally getting outside of your comfort zone is the only way to learn, grow, and improve. Our physical comfort zone is dramatically impacting our mental comfort zones. Uh, this guy named uh, Alasdair White, uh, he he actually, from all the research that I did, coined the term comfort zone. And I'm wondering if this guy is a relative. Uh, I like him already. He's got a great <laughs> last name. Hypothesized that to achieve high performance, one has to experience a certain amount of stress. Timing matters. You cannot live outside of your comfort zone. You will literally blow up. I've always believed that there's no such thing as a lost opportunity. Someone will get it. There are moments in our life where we decide we shouldn't, won't, and even worse, can't. These are upper limits that we put on ourselves, usually to avoid the fear of failure. But here is the sad part. By placing this upper limit on ourselves, we live in the fear of failure. By not trying at all, we live in failure, and that fear lives in us. Rent-free, folks rent-free in your head. It's better to love and lost than never loved at all. One of my favorite quotes. So what are your upper limits? What are what are these self-limiting beliefs that you've installed in yourself to keep you in your comfort zone? They may be so contained, even you don't know what they are. I was, I was sharing with Asher before the show, we went to social media and it was by far one of the least commented posts that we've had because I said, What's something that you want to need to do out of your comfort zone? And I think it goes back to one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who first discovered water, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a fish. Yeah. That our comfort zone is so shrouded upon us that we can't even see it. I I really want to believe I don't put a lot of upper limits on myself. But what we're going to bring to you today, not all at once, we have the top 63 upper limits that you can put on yourself. And when you start to hear this list, you start to realize, oh my gosh, I didn't realize my comfort zone was so powerful. Yeah, And it's a very, um, it is the most critical issue as we come into 2008 for ourselves, for our, our relationships, wherever we are in life, that no matter what your goals are, no matter what you want to be, even if you literally just want to stay where you're at, this comfort zone thing, this upper limits thing is the most critical thing right now for you. James, I'm 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 on fire, bro. You are, man. I'm on You're fire. Going. So, 
there's a good so so there is a good reason why you wear where why you wear why you are where you are in life. If for anything, it's simply because you've put yourself there. So what are your thoughts? We've got like you know what? Let's just go to break because I'm jacked up. I'm going to calm you down a little. bit. Calm me down a little bit because I want to hear from our listeners. If you're listening out there. What are some things that you know are in your comfort zone that are really holding you back? And, and we're your on-call coach. So to be a part of the show, give us a call, 804-454-1366. Come join us. It's a snowy day if you're anywhere right. on the East Coast, even Savannah and Tallahassee, Florida. Man, come back and see us. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Welcome back to The Great People Show. I'm JJ, and we're just trying to get uncomfortable here. We're trying to get out of our comfort zone. No snow day for us. I was out of my comfort zone driving here. (laughs) We don't get snow days in radio, bro. No, heck no. This is fun. This is great. This is fun. What is one thing, James, do you think that, because to me, you don't seem like a guy with much of a comfort zone. Uh, there's a few people in my life that are kind of in this group. I'm going to mention one a little bit later, and you're in that group where I don't see you having many upper limits or even a comfort zone. You'll do whatever you want to do just to actually push yourself. I, I try because I living outside of my comfort zone is a lot more fun than living within it for me. Oh, okay. I, so I know, you're going for fun and maybe the thrill. I'm an adrenaline junkie. Okay. Uh, I'll admit it. You know, I have seen my my comfort zone. My comfort zone, I think, used to be almost like non-existent. Like, okay. I, I, but since I have had kids, and I don't yeah. know how much it changed for you, yep. when all of a sudden you've got all these new responsibilities of, of children, I find that I'm more and more trying to stay within a slightly I guess it's I would call it risk tolerance. My my Very risk good. tolerance mm-hmm. is is far less of than what it used to be. How about you? Uh mine is financial. Mm-hmm. I I grew up in a I would say a lower middle class income family. Mm-hmm. Um only child. My dad worked on the railroad as a conductor, very blue collar. A very frugal household. So my comfort zone, my my frame of reference so much in my life is uh, thinking I don't have the resources to chase my dreams. And there's an interesting twist to this because uh, I, I was reading a book. It It's Best Year Ever by, um, a name escapes me right now. Um, and he says in there that if you don't have the, excuse me, that if you have all the resources for your dreams, right. your dreams aren't big enough that there needs to be this discomfort zone. And he's using resources as a pretty loose term, but let's let's be real. Most of the time, it's money. Yeah. Most of, the, most of the, the barriers we put on ourselves, because of what you said, there's a risk tolerance to that, is yeah. if we don't have any money or don't have a, a lot of money, then we get concerned about where am I going to get it? And then when you do have the money or more money, then you start to get concerned about do I want to put it there to go do that because that might be too risky. Yeah. And you you live in this world. I, I do. And it, you know, it goes back. I know we've talked about this before, but the video from the Steve Harvey video oh, that he shot it. after that episode about making the jump. Yep. 
and and you just gotta jump. And I tell you what, that is a lot easier. He's right. I agree with him wholeheartedly. But yep. that is a lot easier said than done. Yeah. Because again, it's called the comfort zone for a reason, JJ. It is the comfort zone because we are comfortable yep. there. And let's talk about that for a yeah. minute. Because I want to I want to make sure that we're very clear about what we mean by comfort zone. And actually, when I started to do this uh, this research for the show a little bit more, my eyes were opened up to what this thing really is because it's it's a word that's tossed around a lot, especially in the personal development world. Is a comfort zone is a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and that they are at ease and in control of their environment. And here was here was one that really struck me: a behavioral state where a person operates in an anxiety-neutral position. So what we're really talking about is being anywhere in your life where you feel little to no anxiety. It's very anxiety-based. Yeah. And that nervousness can kick in if you're, um, let's say, more of an introvert, and then you get around people. Well, that's out of your comfort zone because guess what? You feel anxious in the situation. The money situation, uh, you got a big bill coming up. How are you going to pay it? I'm now nervous. Where's the money going to come from? All these things that start to trigger trigger some anxiety is when we physically get out of our our comfort zone. And and we know most of the things that we want to accomplish are right outside of that. Definitely. Definitely. But but when you're looking at the options and it's I can either stay in my job with a steady salary mm-hmm. that supports my lifestyle and my family, or I can take this leap that could lead to all of my dreams coming true or could lead to utter failure and bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And you're picturing your kids not having food on the table. Worst case scenario. I, but that's where we go, right? That's human nature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I mentioned at the top of the show, we've got 63 limiting beliefs that hold you back from massive success. I am not going to sit here and read all 63. Thank God. So let's just break them down. And when I read these, I want you to seriously ask yourself, how often do I say that? No one can sit here and say, I never say that to myself. I've I've said all these at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. These are things that you're either thinking out loud. Yes, I said the words thinking out loud (laughs) because you're very conscious of what you're thinking. Or even more powerful, you're saying these words. Number one, well, I'm just going to read through them. I'm not somebody who follows through. I'm good at starting projects, but I can't finish them. I'm not an expert. I say that a lot. Mm -hmm. I say that a lot because I want to feel humbled. Well, I'm not an expert at this. Right. Well, guess what? That is automatically a self-limiting belief that you're putting on yourself. I, I may be doing it in terms of wanting to reduce my level of ego with this person, but what I'm really telling myself is I haven't earned the right to be an expert at this, regardless if it's true or not. This is a very, very, when I read it, it's like, oh, I'll say that too often. (laughs) Uh, Here's some more. Nobody cares what I have to say. Mm. Uh, I'm not perfect. Why would anybody listen to buy from or hire me? I didn't work hard enough on this. I'm not worth it. I don't deserve money, recognition, success. That's a big one I think a lot of people yeah. say. I don't I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. Well, folks, if you are going to consistently say that to other people, don't be shocked when it doesn't happen to you because you've already proclaimed, I don't deserve it. Self-limiting beliefs. They're all over. They are all over our lives, James. That's and right. and the and what we need to do on this show today is give people a chance to kind of Stop this in the middle of of its tracks. Mm-hmm. Be very conscious of the words that are coming out of your mouth in in these these rules. You're literally setting rules for yourself, aren't you? Absolutely, you are. You're setting rules. You're setting limitations. You're deciding for no reason that you're not going to be able to accomplish what your dreams are. I love this next one because I think this is oh, a huge yeah. one. I don't have time. Unbelievable. Mm. 
Who does have time? We're all busy. <laughs> That's right. You know, James is one of James's number one pet peeves is when you get a call from someone and they haven't called you back and they said, well, I'm sorry, I've been busy. Yeah. I never will say that because we're all busy. We're all, all busy. And you are surrounded by people all day long that they are determined to steal every second of your life away from you. Mm-hmm. They don't mean harm by it. It's just that that's what they're trying. They're trying to get something from you, whether it be an answer, advice, uh, a task done. You go home. Your kids want a piece of you. Your spouse wants a piece of you. We are surrounded by people that want us. And if we start getting into that mode of just saying, I don't have time, I don't have time, I don't have time. Limit, 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 limit. No doubt. Now, that doesn't mean you say yes to everybody. I'm not a proponent of that at all. It's just there's different things you can say to control it. I love... Teresa's, Teresa McRoberts' comment she just put on Facebook. Oh, I know, a, a friend of ours? Yeah. A friend of the show? In my experience, people's behaviors are generally anxiety-based, and they spend lots of time managing their anxiety by trying to control others. Mm. Amen. And um, Brandon's story at the top of the hour about his mom, I, I, I don't mind sharing this because I shared it with him yesterday. If you're on your deathbed and you have to get permission from other people to pass, that's control. That's 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 like saying I I can't do this on my own. You know I I need you to do it with me, and right. I'm trying to c- control that a little bit. And hey, if I knew I was dying in the next five minutes, I'd probably get a little controlling too. Yep. I mean that's just kind of the yeah, well. I, I, let's get off the death subject, man. All right. No but, more. I mean this is a living this is a living show. Let's talk <laughs> about the, the, let's talk about the living. So the other uh, the other big thing I want to talk about with um with comfort zones before we go to our next break is and I mentioned this also earlier, is we can't live out of our comfort zone. There's this band that wraps around us that this, uh, this, this um, gosh, where was his name that I had him? The, the Alasdair Alice, Alice White said, he calls it the optimal performance zone. So this is a zone right outside your comfort zone where literally it's optimal performance. This is where you can be your absolute best. But then as soon as you start getting too far out of your comfort zone, he says, anxiety improves performance until a certain optimal level of arousal has been reached. I don't know if that's an appropriate word for a show. Before <laughs> that point, performance deteriorates as higher levels of anxiety are attained. So literally, the more nervous we become, and where I see this with a lot of people, is public speaking. Mm-hmm. We, had a, we had a huge meeting yesterday with a Fortune 100 company and talking about training thousands of employees. Right. And the, and the topic that just kept coming up over and over is presenting. Hmm. Is, and these, they have folks that, that represent their brand globally that just need a little bit more fine-tuning when it comes to presenting. And I hear that all the time. It's not a unique thing to big companies. It's, it's not a unique thing to people at all. But it's because of anxiety. It's because when you, you are right outside your comfort zone, people ask me all the time, do you ever get nervous standing up in front of a group? I say, absolutely. You're supposed to. If you're not a little anxious, you're absolutely supposed to be that way because that that pushes you to a higher level of performance. Where it destroys people is if this is so far out of their comfort zone, they want to throw up, chew glass, do whatever. I may have mentioned this on the show. Number one, fear of adults. Public speaking. Number two, fear. Death. That means most people would rather be laying in the coffin than standing up and giving <laughs> a right. eulogy. It just makes no sense because, hey, folks, we're just whack about these kind of things. So so we have to be careful about how far we go out of it. But I, I, I don't think that's our problem, though. 
I don't think our problem today is getting too far out of our comfort zone. I don't either. Although that's an interesting, I haven't heard that take on it before. And that's interesting. And, and of course the, the question you immediately ask is, well, well, how do I know when I've crossed that line? And Ooh. you know, how do I know? How do you know? So the question you're posing is how do you know when you've crossed the line of optimal performance into just an anxiety only situation yeah. and you're not really doing yourself any good at this point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have that same question. Is that the difference between bending and breaking? Probably so. Like, we bend rules. You're a rule bender. Oh, yes. Do you break rules? I, sometimes. I do, too. <laughs> there, there can be way more ramifications for broken rules than That's there right. can be bending rules. And I know that we're very public with this. But I remember I'm, I'm a uh, CPA trained in college. I went to college went to, to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. And there was always – there's a huge difference between tax evasion and tax avoidance, right? Right. Tax avoidance is bending the rule. Tax evasion is breaking the rule. That's right. right. So what we're talking about today – is how do we have more in 2018? How do we live more of these principles to treat others better, to have better relationships? Um, In order to do that, we literally have to push our comfort zone just a little bit, just a little bit more. We heard a comment on Facebook, Doug Jackson says, that they can be situationals, that we have to pick these situations where we literally put a stake in the ground and say, you know what, I... I'm going to get myself out of this comfort zone. I'm going to I'm going to go to this networking event and I'm going to hate it, but I'm going. It's like the gym. I don't want to go and and do that right now, but then when we leave we're like ah, good. That was amazing because they went to their optimal performance zone and then they came back. That's right. And they said I like that. I want to do that. So, we want to thank you for being here in our optimal performance zone, but we want you to come back. That's right. And come we'll back be right after back. the break. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Right on. Welcome back to The Great People Show. This time is flying right now. I am just having just this. I'm pumped, man. I'm jacked. Yeah. Keep this list going. Yeah, this, uh, this, I've picked out some of these that I think are are just things that a lot of people can relate to, Mm -hmm. uh, people will judge me. Mm -hmm. So how many times have we said, oh, have you heard JJ? He's starting that radio show. And what is he, you know, what is he thinking getting on the radio? (laughs) He doesn't know anything about that. And that's what starts going on in our, in our internal uh, dialogue. Totally. Uh, You know, and we're worried about what other people will think. Um, I'll sound stupid. Uh, Goes back to that whole, I'm not an expert. I hear that one a lot. Yeah. Um, Someone has thought of this before. I mean, you can take almost anything and and find where it's been done. You can before. hear that in any boardroom. <clears throat> Absolutely. Oh, other people can do it better than me. That's a cop out, man. It and is. it's beyond an upper limit. I it mean, is. that that's an, that's an escape hatch. It is, and uh, that's you know, um, if I succeed, I won't be able to sustain it. Mm. I tell can, you, can we talk about this one for a second? Yeah, I think I, one of the biggest upper limits we put on ourselves is we're afraid of success. People are afraid of success, and it's not only if I succeed, I won't be able to sustain it, but a lot of the time, once we succeed, 
we get paranoid about not being able to sustain it. And it goes back to it can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to get those negative thoughts uh, out of your head. But to your point, everything we're talking about on this list is a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's right. There's 63 things. If you say to yourself, they will happen. Definitely. And these are really horrible things to have to say to yourself. They're it's, horrible. Yes. It goes right back to self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. And uh, people who have something to sell are evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'll leave that one right there. Um, I don't know enough. Uh, absolutely. Oh, and man. and this is one of my favorites. The people who are successful in this are out of my league. Ooh. Yeah, so I know people who are doing this thing that I'm interested in doing, and they are way out of my league, so I could never possibly be I remember hearing that when I was young. Yeah. Women, man, she's out of your league, dude. Yep. Absolutely. Guess what? All of a sudden, she's out of your league. You think it, she is. And you and you see those couples where you literally look at them and you say, clearly, he never, like, they don't look like a good match. I mean, you just wouldn't expect <laughs> it, right? And you'd say, clearly, she was not out of his league because he didn't think she was. Yeah. And he got the girl. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the reason why the girls usually don't get gotten is because you didn't think you were good enough. So do you think that that guy, when he went to ask her out, had to get out of his comfort zone a little bit? Well, it depends on if it was his comfort zone, right? Well, I mean, yeah. maybe this was a guy that never had really self-limiting beliefs before. Maybe so. Never. I, by the way, I was always out of my comfort zone, even when I talked to another woman. <laughs> Except for, of course, when I met my wife. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> was the one exception. Of course. Uh, same story here. Uh, <laughs> Good. Just I'm, for the record. I'm lazy. Okay. I'm lazy. Um, entrepreneurs are sleazy. I don't know about that one. Do, do, is that a common belief out there? <laughs> I don't, I don't, it was on the list. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not original enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thinking thinking that you're just uh, you're just not not original enough. Um, people don't take me seriously because I'm and and insert here. I'm I'm a female. I'm a male. Mm-hmm. I'm young or old, fat or thin. Um, it, absolutely, we yeah. come up with excuses in our Self, mind. What would be a good word there? Self. Um, Your self image. Yeah, self deprecating. Yeah. Right? Any any time. Ever, ever, you are self-deprecating. I'm not something, or I'm too much something, or I'm little something. Immediate self-limiting beliefs. Yep. Immediately. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, you wear that on your sleeve too, Jay. Yeah. You people can see it if if that if you go around with that belief about yourself. And and I don't want anyone that's listening think that they are an exception to any of these because you don't say this all the time. Right. It only takes once. It only takes one time for these words to come out of your mouth or these thoughts to come through your head for it to be a firm, rock-solid upper limit. Yeah. And, and you know, in my, my job is helping people acquire businesses. That, mm-hmm. is, that is how I make the majority of my income. And, you know, one thing that, that comes up a lot as people go down this road, almost every single one of these people that's buying a business is they're making a leap. They're making a leap out of their comfort zone. Yep. And with almost everybody, at some point during the, during the transaction, during the process, they start to have some of these doubts about themselves. Yep. And they start, they start coming up with excuses as to why this won't work. And, and, and I fill in the void. I have a conversation that I've had a million times with people and, and it, it goes something like, you know, there, there are always going to be 10,000 reasons why you shouldn't do this. Our, our friend Yetta, who was a co-host uh, back in August, I think it was maybe September. She has a quote that uh, I, I, I love it. She said, in the absence of facts, people will create their own stories. That's right. So no one can see into the future. 
No one has guarantees in life. So we just create these stories. And right. 99% of the stories involve what's going to go wrong, how it's going to crash and burn, why you shouldn't do it. I'm a big advocate of planning and making sure that I've covered my bases and try to cover myself with as much guarantee as I can, but there is no guarantee. So all of a sudden the comfort zone, these self-limiting beliefs, they these upper limits, they just come tighter and tighter and tighter. And you mentioned one off the list a minute ago. Uh, it wasn't the exact words. I hear this so often. People say, well, I'm just not creative. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, I'm not as creative as you, or, I, or I'm not, or I'm not creative. I was reading a book. I think it was this morning. I think I took this picture actually this morning. I woke up at uh, 2 a.m. I've been up since two. Yeah, I saw, I saw some, saw some, some emails coming yeah. from you. Uh, and I'll just read this. It has to do with, um, this was from a, uh, a TED talk. But um, the fact that so often when we say these things, these things that you're talking about, that we're talking about on this list is because we're embarrassed. The embarrassment, which extends to many contexts beyond uh, being creative like drawing, is caused by fear of being judged. Mm. This fear stops us from sharing our ideas in meetings, at taking on new assignments, and pushing ourselves to learn new things. It's not that we don't come up with ideas. It's that we are so sensitive to the judgment of others that we keep those ideas to ourselves. It's not that we don't want to learn. It's that we become comfortable being good at what we do. And when we try new things, we're rarely good at them. I mean, think about it. We're talking about getting out of your comfort zone. Well, what's the very first thing that happens when you get out of your comfort zone? Something is going to go wrong. You're just yeah. not going to be good at it, right? I Absolutely. mean, definitely. Golf. If you'd gave me a golf club right now and asked me to drive a ball in front of 30 people, that is going to be clearly out of my comfort zone. I don't know what's good. I'm not I'm trying not to set an upper limit for myself here, James, <laughs> but I'm fully prepared for that not to go as well as those 30 people probably expect it to go. Right. And and so and and that's a great point, JJ. So, let's take that example a little further. So, is it okay to say, you know what, I'm going to go out and play golf for the first time in my life, and I'm probably going to really suck at it. <laughs> Guess what? But, but I'm going to practice, I'm going to take some lessons, and I'm going to master this, I'm going to master this sport to the best of my ability. You know, a big part of it comes back to a previous show we did on managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your expectation is that it's not going to go very well, and it doesn't go very well, then that's that's kind of okay. Yeah. Now, where's the line though with now that I've said it's not going to go well, it's, it's an upper limit. Like where, right. where does that line between managing expectations and I've set an upper limit for myself? The point here is you have to be okay with it not going well. Mm-hmm. You just can't expect but so much and don't get so freaking upset with yourself if things crash and burn early on. That's a great point. Because most people will come back, back to the whole public speaking thing, uh, which I think is a total farce because... I can't tell you, if I had a nickel every time someone told me this, I'd be rich, is when they get done giving a presentation, they'll say, that was just terrible. I'm like, oh, really? Can you explain to me or maybe point out the person that uh, wrote that on a poster board and held it up to you while you were speaking? Mm -hmm. Because you hadn't even talked to anybody since you got done. And I didn't hear anybody from the audience tell you that that was terrible. Where 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 is that coming from? Self-doubt. Self, self-doubt. self Total self-doubt. And, the, you know, there's there's some very successful people who still lead somewhat unhappy lives because of that self-doubt. You know, a great example uh, is David Letterman. You know, David Letterman was famous mm. uh, mm-hmm. after after nearly every taping of The Late Show. He would go into a room with the tape and, and he would watch it and he would absolutely 
there'd be screaming from his office because he was so mad at himself because he thought that he was that he was doing a terrible job that wow. he, that the show wasn't funny. I mean, did this for most of his career. Uh, it, you can read biographies about him, that and are, even that are his early shows were hilarious. Oh, we're great. I, I loved it. He had one show where he was on an airplane the whole time. I think it was like his second year anniversary or whatever. It was one of the funniest things I ever watched. And so, so here's somebody that that by all appearances is amazingly <laughs> successful. Yeah. Uh, yet they they see themselves in a very different light. And I bet after, as as a result of that, he had to do things to get out of his comfort zone because when you watch yourself like that and you say this isn't good enough you're looking at someone that was in the comfort zone mm-hmm. and you have to do something different. And that immediately is out of your comfort zone. So folks, when we come back, we're going to keep talking about this comfort zone thing. The rest of our show is going to be about encouraging you to do something a little different in your life so that you can get different results. Come back and join us. You're listening to The Great People Show. The Great People Show will be right back. Call into the show at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Now back to The Great People Show live. Call into the studio at 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Welcome back, everyone, to The Great People Show. Um, The first thing that I'm going to ask you to do, don't do it now because we want you to keep listening to the show, is go to whatismycomfortzone.com and take this test. You get a score. So did you, did you take the I, test? I took the test. I want to hear about this. It's a hundred point range and I'm a 71.2. Is that, now is that good? I have no idea. Okay. Um, there's three areas. I don't remember them exactly. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase. One of them is professional. One of them is adrenaline. And one of them is, uh, I think it was like relational social. Now I totally crushed the professional relational social one. I, 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 Scored really well on that. I was in the upper 80s, like 88, 89. Wow. The adrenaline one really, it, it dropped it dropped the curve on me big time. It was asking things about bungee jumping and about jumping out of airplanes. And this, the way that you take the quiz, it starts with, I'm not interested, to I want to, but I'm not ready. Uh, I want to, and I'm ready, or I've already done it. So hmm. almost all my answers on this on the adrenaline one was not interested, not interested, not interested, <laughs> not interested. So clearly that hurt me on my on my score. So I'd love to hear what other people are getting on this. It was it was a really what it was. It was a good place for me to start to really identify some of these key areas in my life that perhaps I am too limited on. And I, this is what um, this is what concerns me the most about myself and about our listeners is this is something that is very difficult to detect. Yeah, it is. And that's uh, that's a great resource. So again, uh, that is whatismycomfortzone.com. Yes. So yeah, check that out. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, you should. It's pretty cool. So these are the, this, really, it's, it's an easy first step just to see maybe what are some of these areas that you should explore a little bit. You should notice a little bit more about yourselves. Uh, some of the big ones that we've already talked about on the show that are pretty obvious to certain people are public speaking, being in social situations, spending money that you don't have or mm. spending money on something that you consider to be too risky, but you truly believe there's a there's a payoff, whether yep. it be starting your own business, quitting a job. Some people have to quit a job to go do something different. That's probably, wow, I'd say that's, and we've talked, our very first show was about when do I quit? Uh, it's two big things that you could, and some people should have to quit 
is a job or a relationship. And people stay in that job or that relationship because it's comfortable. These are these are the two areas you should really be exploring first. I don't and, recommend yeah. being haphazard about it. But. No, you've got to be responsible about it. Um, yeah. But I, again, and I know we've said this, and I know we talked about this earlier. If you have not done so already, when the show is over today, go to YouTube and just do a search for Steve Harvey Jump or Steve Harvey Video. It will pop right up, I guarantee mm-hmm. you. It's along the same lines of everything we're talking about today. And in, in five minutes, uh, he talks about how he has achieved his success and it's all about getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, anyway, great video. I won't belabor it anymore, but but definitely yeah, check important. that out if you, if you I watched seen it several that. times. Yeah. Uh, the book I mentioned earlier, which is Your Best Year Ever, that Michael Hyatt is the author. Uh, he also has another system that I mentioned on the show last week about your full focus planner. So that's this is this is how I'm crushing 2018 right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to talk about me and bring it up is most people when they they're they're looking for something they're gonna they're gonna rely on what other people what results other people are getting from it. Right. So I feel it's important to share it, especially right now. I'm 43 years old. I've spent a majority of my life starting off the new year, and really any time during the year to set a goal just for it to just evaporate. Mm. For various reasons. The biggest reason is when I set a goal, it's usually out of my comfort zone. And it really needs to be. Like, why would you want to set a goal for yourself that's in your comfort zone that's probably automatically going to happen? I mean, that's not good. I don't know. It's just it's not comfortable. It's not valuable, I don't think. So something that Michael talks about in this in this book, which is profound for me, is these goals need to be in your discomfort zone. So you have to actively think about, okay, is this goal uncomfortable for me? Meaning, is it is it is it actually a little hard? It has to be attainable, but is right. it a little hard to really imagine that I can accomplish that this year? Because hmm. I've got some that are very comfortable. This read, a 50, read 52 books a year right. is very comfortable for me because I have what I consider to be an airtight system to make sure I read those 52 books. I have a subscription to Audible where I get two books a month. I have another subscription to Leaderbox where I get two books a month and they tell me exactly what to read every day. And all I got to do is follow the plan and I'm going to hit my goal. Now, while that is comfortable, I've never in my life read 52 books. I may at the most have read five or six books. So there is a big element of this in my discomfort zone. It is a massively wide gap between what I've done and what I will done. So my advice is pick some things this year that are a little far-fetched, but not so far-fetched that they're unattainable, that you really want to accomplish, and you have to have a system in place that you're really going to make sure that you're going to hit it. Maybe it's getting other people involved. For me, it's writing it down and reviewing it every single day. And for most of my life, I thought that was just kind of silly and weird. But now that I'm doing it, there's nothing like it. Mm. And and the cool thing is, it sounds like, and this is a word we haven't really used today, but you're prioritizing it, mm-hmm. JJ. You know, these mm-hmm. things, it's easy whether you were talking about reading 52 books a year or whether we're talking about going back to the gym uh, so many things, and it comes back to one of these one of these things on our list of uh, of of the self limiting things that people say. Yeah, I don't have time, and you have got to make these things a priority mm-hmm. because it'd be easy for me to. I the first thing I think, to be honest with you, when I hear you talk about the fifty two books, is there's no way I have time for that. I couldn't do that. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't either. Right? No, nobody yeah. does. Yeah. But but you're you're choosing to make that. A priority because it's a goal of yours. That's right. For the year. I have the time. I'm just using it for other things. 
So in order to reach the goal, to get out of my comfort zone, I either consciously decide what to sacrifice, but I've also found myself sacrificing some other things that I was doing that I don't miss, mm-hmm. like playing these stupid games on my iPhone, mm-hmm. like really stupid games that are meaningless, pointless. And if I wanted to, I'd actually spend money on it, but I refuse to do that. Well, good. And it's like, this, where is this taking me? That's, that's, it's crap. Yeah. It's, it's mindless crap. And so all of a sudden now I inject these things into my life that now all of a sudden I have time for. It's yeah. amazing how that works. Which is, which is awesome. I hope you're taking some time for some mindless stuff because I think we all need that too. I don't think I am. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I am. Well, good. What, what, what do you do that's mindless? I, I try to, usually before I go to bed, I watch an, I watch an hour of television. That's pretty night. mindless. I, yeah. That's how I kind of, I, that's the time for me to just okay. kind of zone out and just relax yeah. a little bit before I go question. to bed. What do I do that's mindless? Yeah. Without, without naming names. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. We yeah. don't, we don't I act mean, that way on the group people show. For me, I, I, it's, it's an hour of television. Okay. Well, there's there. some value to that. I mean, I don't yeah. want to get too far into that, but there is some value to this whole rest and, and rejuvenate mm-hmm. by doing something absolutely mindless. Mm-hmm. Part of, well, I guess part of my mindless routine is uh, doing things that uh, maybe don't have like, a, they're, they're not tangible for the here and now. They're not critical for me to do. I don't know if I'd call them mindless or not. Like I'm working on finishing my basement. That's not mindless, but it is my escape while I'm getting something done. I think I would put that in the same category as watching an hour of TV. I agree yep. it's not mindless, but it's it's off of... Yep. Yeah. And there's something therapeutic about shooting uh, three and a quarter inch nails through a high-powered rifle, practically, into wood. No doubt. No it doubt. feels good. Yeah. So, um, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do this year? You know, screw this year. What are you going to do today? to get out of your comfort zone. That could include calling your boss and telling them that you want some extra responsibilities because mm-hmm. you've been avoiding more work because you're comfortable, because you're so good at what you do. You just keep hanging in there, doing what you're doing, because it's easy. Yep. It's good. You get high quality from it. Well, maybe you need to get outside, literally get outside of your comfort zone and take on something completely new and different. Maybe a big step out of your comfort zone is to go to a strained relationship in your life that maybe it was strained years ago. Maybe it's a sibling, a parent, whomever, and say, you know what? I'm going to reach out to that person just to wish them a happy new year. Yeah. That's out of, that's deeply out of a lot of people's comfort zone. Oh, it is. Deeply. Because we talked earlier, that in itself just creates stress. Because what happens if they respond? Because if where where I'm saying, well, they're not going to respond anyway. So self limiting belief. Well, why would I do that? They're not going to respond anyway. You so why would surprised. I bother? In fact, number fifty four on our list, one of my favorites. There is no point. Why would I do that? Mm. There is no point. We put such a strong upper limit on ourselves by saying there's no point to it because we don't want to get uncomfortable. We don't want to have a little bit of anxiety in our life. Right. So we've got maybe you need to take on something extra at work. Maybe you need to really sit down, not maybe, you absolutely need to sit down and look at your top 10 goals for the year and say, what's something that I'm just going to absolutely do this year that I've been saying I'm going to do for a long time? My biggest is to write a book this year. Mm-hmm. I have That's to do 5,500 words a month yep. for 10 months, and I'm, I'm in like Flynn. That's awesome. It, it's awesome and for you. It's easy for It's you easy to for say me that. to say that, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, yeah. that is huge. But the other thing, and we talked about this last week, folks, all this stuff Write it down. Get in that habit of taking pen to paper. Even when you have one of these self-limiting beliefs, write down what it is. Email it to us. And yeah, email it to us. 
work your way through it, but you have got to get into the habit of writing things down. Yeah. And and to that point, there's we're going to hit the last two on this list, but these are important for the rest of the show. Number 62, I don't know what I want. Well, that is an that is actually a very easy self-limiting belief to cure right now because most people say that because they haven't thought about it. Right. They really haven't taken the time because their other self-limiting belief, number 24, I don't have the time, <laughs> right. is to literally decide this is exactly what I want my life to be like. Yep. This is what I want my relationships to be like. And you start to have a compass in your life. Like, most people are just wandering the world a- aimlessly because there's no aim. There's yes. no goal. There's no vision. I'm just going to keep harping on this thing. And number 63, now is not the time. Oh, oh my Probably the gosh. best one on this list. I am so tired of hearing this. Yep. I'm in sales. You're in sales. Yep. It's the number one objective. Now's not the Now's time. Now's not the time. Now's not the time. I mean, and, and we, we hear this so much in life. You know, another big time we hear that is, you know, when it comes to having kids. You know, now is not the oh, time. Oh, that it, was another one, right? I have yeah. kids. I can't do that. It's, it's never the time. So my, my response to that, if now is not the time, I want to know exactly when is the time. Well, that's my point. It's never the time. It's, it's never, never going to be the time. Yeah. When is the time? Now. Mm-hmm. Now, now is the time. time. So you need to really, I'm saying this, very directive. You need to do this. You need to really figure out, folks, exactly what you want to accomplish this year. Put it into writing and then make a decision exactly what you're going to do to get out of your comfort zone to do it. It's not going to happen naturally. Right. I, I, and if it does, the goals aren't big enough, yep. period. This has to be something where you look at it and you say, I'm not sure exactly how this is going to happen but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure it's going to happen. Amen. We can't avoid the anxiety anymore. We can't avoid being the person that we were meant to be. We were meant for greatness. Folks, you cannot avoid that anymore. So we want to thank you all for joining the show this morning. James, thanks for crushing all those cars to make it through Snowmageddon here in Richmond. My pleasure. My apologies to the people on the road. No, we love it. We love it. So thank you all listeners for being here on the show. You can check us every morning, Thursday morning from 9 to 10, whether it be Facebook Live, facebook.com slash greatpeopleshow, 820theanswer.com, 97.7 FM in Richmond. And of course, all of our shows are on Apple Podcasts. Listen to these things every single day and you will change your life simply because we're bringing things to the forefront. We're trying. We're your on-call coaches. We're, we're getting you out of your comfort zone. So... Um, we want to know more about what exactly you want to accomplish this year. James mentioned it earlier. Email us, jj at greatpeopleshow.com. Send it. We are your coach on call. We are here for you to make sure that you achieve that level of greatness that you are designed to achieve. That's right. You are meant for greatness. So, again, everyone, thanks for being on the show. See you back next week. Greatpeopleshow.com. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.